there's Coach Monique, and then there's Monique Breast Cancer Advocate. They are one in the same, but they wear different hats at different times. So I'll never be that person to be like, okay, you're a client. We can't talk about your personal life. You can't build a business with your personal life in disarray. Sorry, I don't know anyone. If, if other people can do it, great. I can't do it. And I don't know other people to do it. And I don't think you should have to. My birthday week is next week. All right. Okay. Perfect. Deborah, does that mean you fall into Aquarius world like me? Yes. And everyone who's joining, this is the Monique birthday episode. So she can do whatever she wants and say whatever she wants and um, talk about whatever she wants. Look at that. Look at me. I'm wearing my birthday shirt. <laughs> Actually, my birthday shirt is in a box somewhere in a warehouse in Mississauga. But because of the COVID outbreak that happened over there, um, I actually can't get to it. Like they're shipping things, but they're shipping things like really, really slow. Okay, so um, look at these filters. I'm just like, look at these sparkle. Look at the sparkle. More sparkle? Yes. Okay, anyways, sorry. <laughs> um, so Monique's birthday shirt that she bought was pink and beautiful. And I was looking so forward to doing a whole photo shoot in my house about it. And then it got stuck in the warehouse because of the damn lockdown. Super annoying. So a lot of items got stuck in the damn warehouse. So we are waiting for things to unfold and be shipped. And obviously, you know, safety first. And like my heart goes out to all of those people who are one, having to get tested, two, were exposed and to the one person who actually lost their life. Like, this is madness out here, guys. This is no joke out here. So if anyone is playing around with, you know, being real lax with their safety precautions and being out here and seeing people they're not supposed to be seeing, please stop doing that so we can just get back to real life and norm some kind of normalcy. I don't know when that will ever happen or if that'll ever happen, but please, you know, in short, wear a mask. <laughs> I feel like I just want to say that at the end of everything that I say, I should just be like, and wear a mask, right? Like, anyways, I digress. Let's talk about Monique's birthday week. So yes, what was the big plan? The plan was Monique was going to jet set off to her private island and like sit on her yacht and have people serve her and talk about how fabulous she is in her new amazing bikini with her amazing bod that she'd been working on. First of all, none of those things are actual reality. Monique has not been working out because she needs to go to the gym to do that because she's anti-working out in her house. So she does not have the the baby, the bod that she wanted to go wear this damn bathing suit. Second of all, she can't afford no yacht. But it was nice. It was a nice thought. And she ain't got no private island or a private jet. However, these were all of the plans I had once upon a time, right? Like when I was like in my 20s or something. So like 20 years ago, I was like, that's what I'm going to do for my 40th birthday. Then, you know, you learn reality and... First of all, those things are not as important to me as they were back then. Don't get it twisted. I will, if anybody wants to give me a private yacht, jet, or whatever to go bask, I will do that. But actually, we can't even go anywhere because <laughs> all the flights have been grounded. You can't even go to the damn, you can't go to the Caribbean. You can't go to Mexico out of Canada. You can go anywhere right now until after April. So there's that. Anywho, so I've decided that because I can't celebrate in the way that I want, currently, like in this moment in time, Monique will be celebrating the way she wants for the next 365 days, period. And I know some of you guys, 
Same thing happened to you last year, right? You didn't get to celebrate yourself in a real way. Perfect. I'm giving you permission to do that for the next, I don't care, one year, two year, three, I don't give a damn. Here's my point. You need to celebrate you. You need to celebrate your birth. People get really weird around birthdays. I'm one of those people who I love celebrations. I love surprises. I love like even small celebrations. But more importantly, it's like we don't know if we will make it to our next birthday. We don't know what that looks like. And I don't want to get you know morbid on y'all, but that's like facts. That's what drives me. That's what pushes me. We don't know if we're going to even make it to our next birthday. So I did a post today. You guys probably saw it um, talking about today is feel it on the first. So even though it's Mo's birthday, it's about reflection, right? Like that's really what my birthday means to me. It is about celebrating with the people I love, but it's also about reflection. And it was just four short years ago, almost to the date that I was told I had breast cancer. And prior to that, I really thought I knew everything there was to know about health. Like I really did think that if I took care of myself, I worked out religiously, you know, um, ate properly, like all these things that I don't smoke, drink or any of that stuff. I was like, I'm going, I'm never going to have to worry about that. And I learned very quickly that that's not how cancer necessarily works. You think that's how it works because that's what they tell you. They tell every time I would, I remember going for my, um, my tests, I would go for my test right before I was diagnosed. And even after I was diagnosed and I was going for testing and going for treatment, what do you think that nurses always said to me first? They'd look at my chart, they'd open it and they'd be like, but you're so young. But like, as if it was, they couldn't believe it. And I was like, I mean, you don't really know what to say to that. And I understand like the shock of it for some people because they see sick people all the time. And usually who they deal with are older people with breast cancer. And that's what I believed, right? Like that breast cancer was an old woman's disease. That's what I thought. And that's what I was fed by media, by whatever. It was never in my realm of, you know, proximity to anything. I didn't know anyone with breast cancer. I didn't have any family members with breast cancer, you know. So them saying to me, but you're so young. And me thinking, yeah, how the hell did this happen? (laughs) That's literally what I thought. And I talk about feel it on the first, on the first of every month. Sometimes I miss a month here and there, but that doesn't mean it went anywhere. Okay. Let me get, let's not get it twisted. So if anyone is new to my feed, no, you're going to hear about feel it on the first every month on the first. And let me tell you about what feel of the first is and where it came from. So if you don't know Nally Augustine on Instagram, her name sounds like Natalie, but it's Nally, N-A-L-I-E. Augustine, (laughs) A-U-G-I, A-U-G, U-S-I-N, right? If you don't know her um, and you're looking for a warrior, a thriver, you want to go follow her. Now, when I was going through, I actually found her um, right before I started my chemotherapy. I was Googling things online. I was looking up chemotherapy. Her, Her blog came up and she had a PDF on what to do for your first time in chemo. And this, she was diagnosed with breast cancer at like 26 years old. And I was like, what? 26 year olds don't get breast cancer. Yes, they do. And her story really like touched me. Even now she's battling cancer. I think this is the third time, third time. 
and she's maybe 31 years old. Okay, so guys, show her some love. Like my heart bleeds for this girl because she is so strong to have to go through this and go through this and fight through this because that's what she does. That's who she is. And I found her online and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. She's so inspiring. She always showed up like with a smile on her face, encouraging others, you know, while she was going through it. She built this online community of like a hundred thousand people to help her through these, her time. And she would say things that had me really question, what do I want my journey to be during this and after this? And she always talks about, she wanted to be the face to redefine what cancer looked like, you know? And I was like, that's what I want. Like people think it's one way and she showed others that it's another. You think it's older women and it's not. It's this 26 year old girl who got it. And then she was a few years late. I think it was three years later, she got it again. And now she got it again, right? And it's changed, right? So it was breast and then lung and then um, they found tumors in like in her brain, right? And this young woman who keeps friggin' fighting and while she's doing that, encouraging others and writing books and being on podcasts and having her own show, like she's living life fully, you know, during all of this. And I was like, that's, that is aspiring to me, you know? So she started the movement, Feel It on the First. And there's a whole Instagram page dedicated to it. And it's all about, checking your breasts every single, the first of every single month so you know when something has changed. Because when she was 26, she went to the doctor, she found a lump, she went to the doctor, the doctor said, it's probably nothing, it's probably just this. But just in case, here, take this requisition, go get it checked. And when she called to book her mammogram, the doctors wouldn't give her one because she was too young and they only give it to women over 40. So she's like, oh, then this is probably nothing. She goes back to her doctor and her doctor's like, no, not a mammogram. You're supposed to ask for an ultrasound. So she writes her another requisition for ultrasound. She goes for the ultrasound, but she took her time getting the ultrasound. And she always says, and I did get to meet Natalie after this, um, during, during her journey when she was healthy and actually, you know, bat, like, you know, passed her treatment the second time, you know, her and I got to meet up in Montreal. I was like, I was just in awe of her. I just love her. I think she's just fantastic. And she says, you know, I just never know if I would be here in this situation if I had not waited and gotten checked. She's like, I'll never know now. But that's why she advocates for Feel It on the First. And that is why I am such an advocate for this movement because early detection saved my life, period. Had I waited and said to myself, Monique, you're 35 years old. There's no way this is anything. It wasn't pain. Like I found a lump. People don't know all of my stories. So maybe I should fill you in. So um, on my 30, around when I was 35, I was, I remember I was laying in bed watching Netflix and I found this lump right around, right around here. Now you'd think that when you're checking yourself for breast cancer, you're going to feel lumps on your arm. I always thought you'd feel it on your arm, right? You're in the shower, you feel it on your arm, you feel it on your boob. Apparently not necessarily, right? I felt it up here. I literally thought this was a pulled muscle because it was a little lump. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. It must've been hard at the gym. I don't remember that being here. And I was like, honey, feel this. And he did. And he was like, and it didn't hurt and it didn't move. And I was like, what do you think? And he's like, oh, he's like, it's probably nothing, but you should get it checked. And I was like, I don't get it checked. I don't need to get none checked. I'm healthy as a horse. 
So I did go get it checked. I went to my doctor and he said the same thing. He's like, it's probably nothing, but we should order an ultrasound and a mammogram. And I was like, why, if it's nothing, why are we doing all that? He's like, it's just better safe than sorry. He's like, you're young, you're healthy. I wouldn't worry about it. Let me tell you, had I not listened, there was something in me that said, no, better safe than sorry, one, two, peace of mind. You can't put no price ticket on peace of mind. So I... When got the got the test, and within a few weeks, I was diagnosed. And I was like, are we kidding me right now? Little did I know that I was already stage three. They didn't know exactly how far it had gone, but they were like, it's not stage one. It's stage, um, it's somewhere. And they don't know exactly what stage until they do surgery and really check. But they were like, it's definitely not stage one. And I'll tell you how they found this out. I'm telling you, God is on my side. Let me tell you something. So they can't determine and tell you anything until they do a biopsy, right? Now, I know some of you listening are like, Monique, this is super scary. I don't want to check myself and find something because I'm going to freak out. Let me tell you something. Had I not checked it out, I may not be here. When you don't, because whether you like it or not, if you do have it, you already have it. There's nothing to do, but you already have it. But the difference is, it talk, the difference is, there's a difference between getting treatment and getting real invasive treatment that could take you out this game, right? So I was lucky to catch it because had, had I not, I could have been in a situation where what does it do? What do you think cancer does? It moves, it spreads. And I was like, okay, so I'm having, let me tell you the story. Not many people know this story. So I go to get my biopsy, right? And usually they only biopsy that one area that they found. And I remember there's a guy doing the biopsy and a woman who's assisting him, right? I I don't know all the names of all the people, uh, right? So she says something to him and I'm like, like, because they're freezing the area, they're doing the biopsy. So I'm like, just trying to ignore everything that's going on around me. And he's talking and she's talking. And I heard her say something like, oh, but what about this? And she's pointing to the screen and he kind of looks at her and he's like, I don't know, da, 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 da. Basically, what was happening is there was something they found in my lymph nodes, but they weren't 100% sure. And he wasn't going to biopsy it because that's not actually what they do. They don't biopsy the lymph nodes where it actually shows if it's spread um, until you do surgery. They don't do that. They biopsy the area to make sure and confirm it's cancer, and then they move on. But they biopsy both areas because of the woman, because of what she said. Because she was just being extra cautious. Because they did that, they were able to confirm for me that it had already started spreading. Now, had that not happened, my treatment would have been very different, right? So because we already knew it was moving, when things are moving, what do, they need to shut it down, okay? So because they already knew it was moving, my oncologist was like, we're going to start chemo first. Um, before we even think about, before we do surgery. Now, I'm not going to get into who, who does surgery first, who does chemo first, because honestly, it's up to the oncologist. I have, there's so many people I've spoken to, nobody has any answer for why that is, right? Yes, an angel has been following me, Roxanne, since the beginning of time. Every, I, there's so many stories I have where somebody was there to catch something that may not have been caught, right? So I did chemo, and there's, there's different controversy around chemo. To take it, don't take it. Does it cause this? Does it cause that? I'm not going to get into that either because 
at the end of the day, I did it. I was very healthy in my body uh, in order to combat the, I'm going to say it, no, but there's no better way to say it, the poison that is chemo, right? So that's why I always say, like, even though I was healthy and I got it anyways, the point is if I wasn't healthy and then I had to go through chemo, my body would have, may have shut down, right? But I, they had, the chemo had a lot of healthy tissue to eat. Let's just put it that way, right? So I do chemo. And then let me tell you, by the time it was time for me to do surgery, where I was supposed to lose one of my breasts. So I didn't lose either of my breasts. I was a very lucky person. But I was told from the beginning that I would, that we have, we will take one for sure. Um, I don't know if we'll take two, but we definitely will take one. I was told that from the beginning. So I had been trying to mentally prepare myself for that day. And then when the day came where they had to do the x-rays and everything and get ready, and they're like, okay, you know, he says to me, oh, we don't need to take your breast. And I almost fell off the table. I was like, what are you talking about? I be, you, what do you mean? Why? What happened? And he's like, interestingly enough, <laughs> and I don't know his exact words because he, he's a man of very little words, the surgeon, okay? But he was like, we don't see any tumors. We don't see anything. They've shrunk so much. We don't see them. And I, um, I just cried. I just cried and I cried and I cried. And I was there with my husband and I was like, oh my God this is like a miracle. And I was like, should you take one just in case it's hiding? And he's like, no, that's not going to change anything. He's like, your tumors at the time were very close together already. It's not like they were all over the place. So no. And so honestly, these things that happened over the course of my recovery, over the course of my treatment can only be chalked up to prayer, one, and two, being very proactive about my health. So feel it on the first, guys, which is what we're talking about today. Today is feel it on the first. Men, women, whoever, check yourself, know your body, because early detection can save your life, period. Period. You know, and I actually was not planning to talk about this today. Today, I was actually going to talk about all the lessons I learned at 40, but the biggest lesson I learned was Your health is all you have. You can always make more money. You can always travel later. You can always, always, you can always do anything. But if you don't have your health, if you're not able-bodied to do things, it really impacts all of your dreams. It can impact all of your dreams. It's not a death sentence, but it definitely does impact things. And if any of you guys have had any health challenges, you understand that. When you're not feeling your best, when a life-threatening illness comes in and interrupts your life and your plan, you start to really reevaluate what you've been doing, what you've been, where you've been spending your time, how, what your relationships are like, what you've been saying to other people, what you've been sacrificing, what you've been regretting, what actions you didn't take, you know, what dreams you didn't move on, what business you didn't start, all those things are what I was thinking about when I was diagnosed. I was like, seriously, seriously, I know more about, I didn't think I would have to deal with these health issues, if ever, until I was much older. And there I was, 35, I just got married, living my best life, got this amazing new job at the time. Amazing is a stretch, but I got a new job anyway. (laughs) 
(laughs) I was thinking about starting a business on the side and I got breast cancer and it took me out for like a year, easy, a year and a half. It's something that I still deal with almost daily in terms of, you know, just the remnants of what happened after treatment. You know, there's things like chemo brain. Look it up if you don't know what it is, but it basically makes your brain foggy. It makes you forget things. Your hormones are all over the place, always trying to re-regulate themselves. There's food you're not supposed to be eating. There's things that you should be eating. There's naturopathic doctors, the stuff you need to be working out. There's survivor's guilt. There's so many things that you're dealing with. And then you're also dealing with your life, right? And not letting that define you. But, and some people go through stuff like this and they put it on the back burner and they never talk about it. And I'm not to each his own, right? Like however you deal with life is however you deal with it. And I have no problem with anyone dealing with it in, in silence. But what I will say for Monique, that wasn't an option because I was so shocked that somebody who was as healthy as I was and on her soapbox about what it looked, what a person with cancer looked like and behaved, that I was like, there's no way that women in my life, people who follow me, are not going to know to go check themselves. There's no way they're going to get shocked like I was shocked. That's not happening. I mean, if you got cancer, it'll be a shock no matter what. But I wasn't going to have it be so far out of their, their, their sphere of a possibility. If you follow me, you're going to hear about it. You don't want to hear about it. You don't need to follow me, but you're going to hear about it because early detection will save you, period. And I remember speaking at an event when I first started my recovery, I wanted to speak. All I wanted to do was tell people. All I wanted to do was talk to women. I was like, who doesn't know this? Everybody needs to know this. Please stop thinking it might never happen to you. One in eight, it will happen. One in eight. And it's not just that it might happen to you, but what if it happens to somebody you love, someone you care about? Where are you? How do you support them now? I wanted to be someone where if somebody didn't know anybody, they could be like, Monique, what advice do you have for me? What can I tell this person? What can I say? Like, I wanted that to at least be a possibility because I didn't know anyone, right? So that is why I talk about it. I talk about it here on the feed. Um, And I've never done a live about it, which is interesting, right? It's, it's, it's a subject I like to talk, I, I wouldn't say I like to talk about, but I feel like it's a part of me to talk about. I feel like it's almost like I'm, ob- I feel like an obligation to talk about it. If that's, you know, without, without putting any negative connotations attached to obligation, not like a burden, but like an obligation, like it's part of me to talk about it. But it's still very like raw sometimes. So sometimes I don't want to talk about it. And sometimes I do want to talk about it and I get really passionate about it, but I also get really sad about it when I see other people suffering, when I see like other people feeling really helpless and not knowing what to do. Like there's a lot of fear around that. And I get that. And fear stops people from going and getting themselves checked. And that is not an answer. The fear cannot be the thing that gets in your way, whether this is in your health, in your life, period. Right? Um, Roxanne said, "You you did that for me and I can't thank you enough. I got you, Roxy. And I was happy to do that. You know, Roxanne is a client of mine and she felt, re- I remember her feeling really hesitant to reach out to me. And I said to her, what I'll say to other people who, you know, are in my circle, 
There's Coach Monique, and then there's Monique Breast Cancer Advocate. They are one in the same, but they wear different hats at different times. So I'll never be that person to be like, okay, you're a client. We can't talk about your personal life. You can't build a business with your personal life in disarray. Sorry, I don't know anyone. If, if other people can do it, great. I can't do it. And I don't know other people to do it. And I don't think you should have to, right? So I just wanted to say that. And this wasn't what I was going to talk about today, oddly enough. But this is, I think, is this is the message I was called to. So definitely, I feel like there's somebody out there who needed to hear it. And if you think there's other people who need to hear this, if there's women in your life that you care about, that you're like, we never talk about this stuff. It's not something you're going to have regular conversation with. It's not like we're at brunch and we're like, hey, how are your boobs, girl? Girl, I just checked my breast. But it should be. We should be talking about it because that's what has it be that we don't talk about it. You know what I mean? So whoever needs to hear this today, I need you to go, I need you to go and send them this live. And I'm going to post some stuff on the stories too that you could send them and let people know. Let people know. And if you don't know how to check yourself, please Google it. It's Don't message me like, Monique, how do I check my breasts? <laughs> this is, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to tell you anything wrong, but I do want you to go Google it and it will literally give you diagrams. <laughs> and I will post a diagram as well on my stories today so you have a reference. All right, guys, that's it. That's all. Um, go have an amazing week. It, feel free to wish me all the birthdays all the happy birthdays this week. It's on Thursday and I'm accepting gifts, virtual hugs, lots of gifts, virtual hugs, pastries, cakes, donuts, cupcakes, and giftograms. All right. Okay. Have an amazing day, guys. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. This episode was super juicy. Am I right? If you ever want to experience the Dirty 30 Live in real time, Follow me over on Instagram at Monique Bryan underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and set your alarm to every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and come get your questions answered live over on the show. And if you want to experience the juice 24 seven, make sure you join my free Facebook community, the Juicy Brand Squad, where you get exclusive tools, trainings and access to a community of other badass entrepreneurs raising their juicy CEO status. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business.